Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey, 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 it's Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean Nat here. Just, you know, my reflection on the independent artist scene for those of you that don't know me. I am very vocal. I'm very honest. I speak my truth at all times. I feel empowered to do so because I've been through a lot with this music business. Um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm an award-winning, multi-nominated singer, songwriter, performer, also a voting member with the, in the Recording Academy. Um, I'm a versatile artist. I sing and write for many genres, such as jazz, pop, R&B, blues, world, rock, country, Americana, inspirational, adult, contemporary, alternative, and dance. I can also sing in many languages, French, Spanish, English, and Haitian Creole. I've released six albums total, but I also have several singles out there. I do a lot of collaborations as well. And so I've been doing music for about, mm, since I think 2011, I started out by writing spiritual poetry based on the experiences that I was having at the time. And so um, one day my parents were like, well, why don't you turn these songs into um, a demo? So I took, um, I think I took two or three of my songs and a couple of my father's songs. I actually did a three song demo and I put the, put it out there, um, the internet world. Um, and then I decided not to do anything for a couple of years more after that. And then I, I did it again. I sent it to, throughout the internet world and tape music group. Now the defunct tape music group, bankrupt tape music group, um, uh, decided to pick it up. We created an album. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. I left them and then I started my whole journey there. And it's been a wild and crazy ride. Um, the independent artist scene is, is really, it's really crazy. It's a, it's a crazy one and it's a scary one and it can be a fun one. And so the way that it's crazy is that when you start putting your music out there um, on the internet and such, um, so many people will gravitate to you. And it's, um, 50% is the bad people and 50% is the good people. And so you're really, you're green, you don't know what you're doing, but you're, you're just trying to submit your music anywhere. So when I start to do something, I really become obsessed with it. I mean, I was on the internet every single day trying to find places where I could sit my, my music. And so I was just like, how do I do this? How do I go about this? And I did a lot of this on my own for the longest time. Uh, but where I got, you know, I started to get really good hits was um, when I started submitting to music contests. And some people don't like to do that um, because they think they're bogus. And there's some that are bogus. But I look at submitting to a songwriting contests and award shows as a way to network. And you don't know who's listening to your music. So if there are judges out there that are listening to your music and they really like it, they may want to work with you. In fact, some of the songwriting uh, contests and awards that I've uh, entered my music and some people have contacted me and wanted to work together. So there's that positive. But then there's the other side of the ones that are scammy whammies. Um, <laughs> scammy scammies uh, that you don't 
want to, to enter your music in. But you have to do the research. You have to Google. I often try to tell people the good ones and the bad ones, but that's up to you to listen or not listen because you all are adults. Um, <laughs> so that's how I got into it. And then I started meeting many different people through submitting um, my music everywhere. Um, and then, you know, I, Grammys has always been there and I applied to become, I wasn't with the Grammys many, many years ago before I resubmitted to try to be in the Grammys in um, or 2011, 2013, um, when I was living in New York. And I was, I think I was an associate member. I don't remember what they used to call us back then. And then when I um, decided to get into the music world again, I decided to try to become a member. And I was an associate, what they call professional member now. And now I'm a voting member. Um, Voting, being a Grammy voting member is interesting. It's a lot of work. Um, You have to listen to a lot of music. Um, And it takes time. And I actually listen to everything that I get. And I take time to listen and and vote um, and decide what I like and what I don't like. Um, But back to the independent music scene. This is a crazy scene. The reason I wanted to do this thing tonight was because oftentimes I see independent artists who create certain platforms. They'll say, oh, yes, oh, I'm going to support these independent artists. And then when they create their platforms, they're not even, there are no independent artists on there. And when I say independent artists, for me, they're artists with no labels. The artists that they are their own manager, their own publicist, they do their own website designs their own flyers. Basically, they do everything themselves. So I look at these platforms and there's no independent artists on them. They're always going after the people that are in a better uh, situation in in their music career. And that just irritates the hell out of me. It It doesn't make any sense. It's like, why are you saying, oh, you support independent artists, but you don't? And, and some of the ones that I'm talking about are new and up and coming. Um, uh, there's one specifically uh, this past year, they said, oh, they had um, uh, a playlist, but there were no independent on- artists on there. I sent them my music. I don't even know what happened with that. But sometimes people seem to think that if you say you're indie or independent, it's like this dirty word. And it's not. It's okay to be independent. I love being independent. I do the music the way I want, when I want how I want, and nobody's going to tell me how to do it. You're not going to tell a person that pink, you know, that creates another form of art that, oh, their their splash of orange wasn't the right orange or their splash of blue wasn't the right blue. I think we all have a place in the music world. And if somebody doesn't like your music, somebody else will like your music because we all know that music is subjective. Music is extremely subjective. I've had people... I say, oh, you could have done this, that in your music. And I say, thank you, but I put out the music the way that I want. It's not that I won't accept criticism. I do accept the criticism, but I know how I feel about my music. I don't put anything out that I haven't loved, ruminated all over it, and, and, and done some voodoo over it and said, okay, this is the one that it is. I put everything that I want out there. Everything. There's nothing that, I, that I've put out that I haven't wanted. And, you know, for example, my song, Monage, My Angel, somebody said, well, I would have put more piano in it. I said, but then you missed the point of the song. The song is not always about the instrumental part or the composition. That part is important. 
But the song, Monage, is more about the lyrics. And I said, I put it exactly the way it's supposed to be. And the guy was, the guy was fine. He said, okay. Once I gave him my explanation, people have to remember, music is subjective. Not everyone's going to love your music. Not every reviewer is going to love your music. Last year, I had submitted to Music Connection a million times, a million times. And then I did, where do we go from here? Finally, they selected the three songs that I submitted, and they put me in their magazine. I was really proud of that. And that's the Social Impact Message album. It was something different that I decided to do. Now, I've branded myself as an artist that um, wants to focus on social impact, um, wants to focus on the world issues and storytelling, because I just love the storytelling aspect of things. Here's another pet peeve. You're an independent artist. You're trying to be seen in certain genres. Let's talk about the country music scene. So now, you know, we have all this guffaw or we have all this stuff going on in the country music scene where they think, you know, not a lot of black people are in it. Obviously, they're not. Now they're, I see that there are up and coming black women that are trying to get into the country music scene. But they're always, there's always an issue because then you're not country enough. <laughs> because I know certain groups, they'll interview the people that are, I mean, gritty country. But if you're verging on Americana country, they still don't take notice of you. Why is that? I, I, I don't understand that. I will never understand that. But it's their platform. They can do what they want. But don't try to be so inclusive in the country music when you yourself, your platform is not inclusive of people that are doing country because Americana is part of the country music scene. So people need to remember that. Now, let's get back to these indie platforms that only seem to want the higher-ups in their scene. I know particular ones where they're the ones that get asked to perform all the time. It's the same people being asked to perform. Um, so why bother, um, why bother putting something into perform? I'm not anymore. I'm done with that mess because I just see uh, everything that's going on around me. The other thing is, when you're entering these um, award shows, Josie Music Awards is one of the best out there. It's the largest, it is the only, the largest independent music award show out there. Don't be confused with anything else that touts themselves as the largest independent uh, music award show. Uh, Josie and Tina, they have Vito, Matt, they do it well. And they're very organized and they truly do care about the indie artists. I'm not saying this because I've won several awards. I've attended all of the award shows and I see what they do. And I know that they work hard and they spend a lot of money on it, their own money doing that. Um, they really are invested in the independent artists. Um, but then there's these other shows. People really have to understand certain things. It's not always about awards. It's about your, the, your body of work that you put out there. You know, I see people entering awards that just started, that have no validity, and they put themselves in it, and then nothing's really going to come out about with these awards, but they put themselves in there, and I have, I've already spoken to these people, but they keep doing the same thing, so I don't say anything anymore. Please, do your due diligence. Do your reach research. Find out about these pop-up awards. I can tell you for... for for my own experience, right now, I entered the WAM Awards, W-A-M. I know Brian, who does the WAM Awards. 
I've done, I've worked with him. So I know he's legit. And that's another good one um, to invest your time in. Um, it's just good. And then, you know, what kills me, let's go back to this other thing where, where these independent artists use their platforms saying they're indie, but then they don't invite any indie artists to speak. I know several people that have podcasts that, you know, I looked at their podcast and I'm like, oh my God, this person is an independent artist, but he has no, or she has no indie artists on it. It's all famous people. Famous as people that have won Grammys or really doing something, or really doing something with their lives. Independent artists are always doing something with their lives. We spend 80 hours plus, we spend 24 hours a day working on music so that we can be seen and heard out there. Now we're competing against the mainstream artists, which is hard because they have deep pockets. But we have to fight a little bit harder. No, we have to ha- fight a lot harder to be seen and heard. You know, I was having a discussion with somebody about this whole independent artist versus mainstream artist. One day, you know, Lizzo came out. She came out with that one song. Then I was When I would go into the car in the morning, the song would be playing. Go in the car in the afternoon, the same song would be playing. In the evening, the same song would be playing. To the point that they were playing it so much, I couldn't listen to one Lizzo song. Until this day, I can't because they played it too much. I blame media, radio, for the fact that we're continuously having to listen to the same artist over and over and over and over again. It's always gonna be Taylor Swift, it's always gonna be Beyonce, Jay-Z, whoever. These are the same, these are the only artists they will ever want you to know throughout your entire life. And so what I'm saying is that independent artists need to start fighting back fighting back to be heard and seen. I wish that we could do a challenge to radio stations and say, pick three independent artists, indie artists. These people are the ones that are doing it themselves. Pick three that you've never heard of. Research them. Play them on the air for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Give them that chance. Things cannot always be pay to play. And I understand radio stations have to make money. Labels have to make money. Executives have to make money, but there comes a point where people are going to get tired of listening to the same things over and over and over and over again. There's so many things that we have to do right now as independent artists. While I love TikTok because I look at the TikTok videos and those things are funny. I have my friend Rory Gardner who has hundreds of um, TikTok videos that are very funny. But what I noticed, and I, and I talked to Valerie Prasad about this, was that, you know, we're always doing other people's music. We are never doing our own. Natalie does her own. The only time I didn't do, I did Nikki Chris's one of her songs, and, um, and I did some other videos with my cats in there and did Funny Funny. That's when I'll, but I actually used my own music for my cats as well. One time, I think, I used somebody else's music. We are always trying to push other people's music. And, and that's fine to be supportive, but why not let's start being supportive of the indie artists out there that are truly making, trying to do something with their lives, trying to get their music heard. And there is so many amazing artists. I hear them every single day. You know, Nikki and I started Sisters in Music and people were submitting music to us. And it's just amazing. I actually have a playlist on a sound plate, a sound plate for female empowerment. And there's so many 
wonderful artists that I hear or I have a country pop playlist. So many, I mean, some of these songs are just, they're outstanding. But they're not getting the play that they should get because why? They're independent. And people seem to want to think that being an indie is an ugly word. I think there's a lot of power in indie. And I believe that um, currently we are seeing an uptick in the whole indie independent trend because um, my friend Kit shared something where UMG is going to start an independent label. And then I know that um, AWOL, who I'm with, who was with Cobalt, they just signed with Sony and they're going to have an independent division. So somehow, some way, they're starting to see the value in independence. But I would love to be able to see what they're going to offer independence because I know that I'm not giving up any rights to my music. My music is my music. I spent a lot of money that I didn't have to be able to create six albums, do several singles, collaborate, and all that stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting. But I think slowly but surely, we're starting to be seen in this world by the fact that these major labels are starting to say, hmm, yes, the in- independent artists, are clamoring, they want to be heard. Let's allow them to be heard. But what are they going to take away from you? How much are they going to take away from you to say, okay, we'll sign you? So people really need to think about how much you're willing to give up to be seen and heard. There's so many different platforms that we can be on to be seen and heard. You know, you can do the real thing. I talked about TikTok. You got to be on social media, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, all that junk. And there's so many more social media platforms, YouTube. You have to be on it every day. That's the sad part. You got to be on all these platforms every day. I've learned that through the Sisters in Music. I knew that before, but I've had to do so much more work with it. And it takes time and devotion. 24 hours is what we do. We don't have that back of, of that publicist, you know, well, I work with B squared management, but I still do, you know, my own thing. I still do a lot of the work. B squared management is fantastic. People need to go and contact them and see about them. If they have the money to do so, do it. But for those of us that are sitting here and we're doing everything on our own, you know, we need to push and push these organizations to her Grammys. I mean, yeah, they keep talking about their, they do stuff for independence. I'm still waiting. And I'm talking about indies, independence, because I never see us on the front of their website, on the front of their website. That's, that, you know, that would be the beginning for me. You know, interview somebody that you've never heard of, put them on the front of the website. What is that going to do? One person from the Grammys told me, I said, why can't they just get independence to perform at the daytime show? The person said to me, why would you think anybody would want to pay to see that? That's the problem. That's the attitude. You know, yes, I would love to see an independent artist. I would pay for that rather than paying for Beyonce. I would pay for that rather than paying for Justin Timberlake. You know why? Because it would be something different and it would be a step forward and it would be embracing the independent artist. This is what's important for us. This is why it's important for us to stand firm and fight to be seen, you know, because if we don't, we're always going to be in the background. We're always going to be in the background. The other thing with independence, be true to yourself. Don't try to say, well, I'm going to get into the music business and then you turn out to sound like somebody else. Be yourself. 
Don't change yourself because you think that's going to be the chart-topping thing. You have to think about what you want as an artist. If you're the artist that wants to be a chart-topper and just sing anything, then do that. That's your goal, then you do that. You work hard at doing that. But if you're not that artist, you want to be an effective player like me, you want your music to make a difference, you want to be part of the social scene in the sense of bringing out messages to the world, not trying to change people's mind, but, you know, having people uh, place themselves in other people's shoes, then do that. Do it. It's important. It's important to define yourself, brand yourself. Figure out who you are as an artist. I know when I listen to music, I really listen to lyrics more and more because that expresses to me how the person writes, who they are, what they're feeling, what their experiences have been. And then you have people that are lyricists like Michael Peloso. He writes from his own personal experience and then he finds people to sing his music that he knows will bring out the emotions that he gets when he's writing those lyrics. You know? But the main thing I wanted to bring out here is that people need to start doing their research on things. If you notice something's amiss and it's it's the same people doing the same thing, you need to do more research on those things. And if somebody comes to you and tells you, "Hmm, you might want to check up on this station or you might want to check up on that awards or you want to check up on that songwriting contest, you should do that. Because there's no point in having an award a really meaningless award. There's no point. I have one. <laughs> I didn't know. It was after the fact. I found out about the award and I was just like, oh, okay. Lesson learned. I won't be doing that again. You know, take time to understand what you want in this career. Work hard. For, and a lot of independent artists, that's all they do. They work hard. They they spend money they don't have. Um creating music that they love. And then the other thing is, I know a lot of people like to use big names as producers, directors, and stuff like that. And if you have the money, go for it. But it's not always the way to go. You can find Joe Schmoes down the street that can play as equally as good as Beethoven. There are people that can do that. You just have to decide if having that particular person on your album is what's most important to you. If that's hindering your process, if that's hindering you from making music, then you need to start really thinking about if you want to do music. Because there's so many people out there that create amazing, amazing, amazing music. And they're a lot less expensive than the people that are charging you $5,000 per song. $5,000 per song. That's expensive. Now, if I'm going to go for somebody that charges $5,000 per song, I'm going to expect a lot out of that song. I'm going to expect to win awards. (laughs) I'm going to expect that chart in number one on Billboard. That's a lot of money. And I'm not saying those people are not worth that $5,000. But decide to invest your money in the right place. Take your time to figure out who you are as an artist. Bogus things. Do your research first. 
be smart about this because this music industry is tough. You'll have friends in your life. <laughs> you won't have friends in your life. Some people just use you when it's Grammy time. <laughs> you know, you'll get a lot of friend requests around Grammy time. I'd just rather not get those. I'd rather just send me your music. You don't have to friend me. It's not really necessary. That's another thing that bugs me. And the thing is, if you're an independent artist and you're trying to send me your music and you want me to listen, please don't just throw your music in my message box because that really pisses me off. I don't, I think it's rude. I think people need to start saying, hello, how are you? Because if you don't do that, I'm not listening to Jack. (laughs) I'm just not. I'll give you the same respect you just gave me. Whenever, even in my work life, I'm always, uh, no matter who it is, I said, hope all is well with you. Hi. Because you know what? The bottom line is people, people sometimes need people to know that people care. And that throwing in the message thing is so annoying to me, I can't even begin to express how that annoys me to death, annoys me. The one thing that I've learned in this past year with the pandemic and everything else that happened, I've I've learned who my true friends are and I've learned who my true friends are not. I've learned who are the supportive ones and who are not supportive. I I learned about who are always in competition when you with you when you're not even in competition with them. Not because they're not on the same playing field with you, just because you don't have time for that BS. I'm in competition with no one. You know, I do music. I do music because it is my saving grace. I'm in competition with no one. But I will not be abused by people one day switching on their their light and the next moment switching it off and switching it back on and switching it off. I I don't do that because that is abusive. The people that are currently in my lives are people that have been supportive and I'm supportive of them. When I'm on Facebook, the first thing I do is say happy birthday to the people that come on my list. If I see anybody's won something or even found a parking space or got married or whatever, I'm always one of the first ones to say congratulations. Why? Because I want that person to have a good day. I want to show somebody else that I'm happy that they're they're having success. Because when somebody else has success, that means you're going to have success. But I've always been like that. That's the way that I've been raised. I've been raised. To, to be caring and respectful and compassionate. I've not been raised to be a dummy. Because if somebody does something to me, they will hear, they will have my wrath in a compassionate, loving way. And if they can't understand the compassionate, loving way, then they'll get the other way. That's just how that works. I don't like people that lie. And in this industry, there's so many people that lie. There's so many people that, are, you know, it's in, they're in it for themselves. But on the flip side, I've had to say I've met some wonderful, awesome people that are so giving and so loving. And so that's my reflection on the independent art scene. You know, my basic thing is to do some research. And if you're going to start a platform for independent artists, make sure you have independent artists on there. Make sure that you're not always having the big people come and perform at your shows because you think... Um, that's how you're going to get more people on there. Because that's not the way to go. 
And if you're not, if you're, then if, if you're not going to have independent artists, you can be something else. You know, you can be something else. You can do something else. There's nothing wrong with indie. There's nothing wrong with being independent. There's nothing wrong with being mainstream. Mainstream, they all get, you know, they have to share their stuff. Independent, you do what you want with your stuff. Those are the main differences. So, you know, the bottom line is do your research, do your research, do your research, do your research, do your research. That's the bottom line. Do your research, be be more supportive and compassionate, you know, be there for other people. This is just not about you. In the end, you'll never know if if you'll need in your life. You just don't know. I know I've had certain experiences where, you know, I've helped people out. That's all I did for them. And they turned out to be not right. (laughs) Um, They just turned their back. And that's okay. That's the lessons I have learned. That's a lesson that I've learned. So this is Natalie Jean, and that was my reflection on the independent art scene. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.